My name is Dr. Uh, Gabriela Sanchez. I am a child and adolescent psychiatrist at Presbyterian uh, uh, Health Services, um, and I'm at Caseman Hospital. Um, and this is where we have our uh, child and adolescent psychiatry um, inpatient unit here, um, which is a 15-bed unit. And I'm one of the uh, physicians that work there. Um, so I'm going to talk to you about oppositional defiant disorder, or ODD uh, for short. Um, you'll notice um, throughout my presentation, I do have a lot of pictures of things that help me feel calm, um, which is being outdoors, being outside. Um, and I think one of the important things when dealing with any, any situation that uh, you guys face when you're out in the field is um, trying to keep calm um, and cool headed in really stressful situations. And um, sometimes that means channeling um, the things that kind of help you keep calm and help you um, help you de-stress, I guess. Um, and so I think it's important. I have to keep that in mind when I'm here on the unit or talking to parents on the phone. Um, so, you know, just kind of keeping that in mind for yourself as well. So, um, <laughs> I, I um, kind of created this uh, scenario, which is actually very similar to what you guys uh, have been talking about with the 11-year-old girl. Uh, you've been called, uh, you know, to the scene, but this is an 11-year-old boy, so I <laughs> just had the, the gender different. Uh, but this is, you are called to the home of an 11-year-old boy uh, who lives with his parents and two younger siblings. The boy, Joey, is in a full-blown temper outburst, throwing objects across the room, screaming and destroying the living room of the house. Uh, the parents are feel fearful to go near him um, as he's hurt them before. Uh, they inform you that Joey is very difficult to control and refuses to follow the rules of the house. When they attempt to implement consequences, Joey has a temper outburst. Um, the parents tell you that his siblings are also afraid of him. So uh, very similar uh, to the case that we just heard about um, and very similar to a lot of these children um, who carry this diagnosis um, and many others, which uh, I'm going to talk about. So uh, what could be going on with him? Um, and there's a lot of things that actually um, people mentioned um, when talking about the case of the 11-year-old girl. Um, one of them, I heard someone say uh, traumatic brain injury, and that's absolutely correct. Uh, that is one thing that we could see um, or that we, you know, consequences or um, etiology, I guess we should say, of... Um, a brain injury, we can see aggression uh, for sure. Um, you know, starting at the top, uh, trauma is a big one. Um, and I think the uh, the eleven year old girl that was mentioned earlier, she uh, has a history of reactive attachment disorder, um, which is, um, is a, a diagnosis that stems from trauma. Um, so PTSD, uh, you can see aggression with that uh, diagnosis as well. Uh, conduct disorder, uh, intermittent explosive disorder, um, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, we definitely can see uh, temper outbursts with that as well. Uh, disruptive mood dysregulation disorder, which is DMDD, and the 11-year-old child also had that diagnosis um, oppositional defiant disorder. Um, both depressive and bipolar disorders uh, can show um, this. And in depressive disorders in children in particular, they have a lot of irritability. Um, so that's important to note, uh, note because um, we don't see irritability as much in adults. And of course, uh, intellectual disability, language delays. I think Dr. Um, 
uh, Gonzalez mentioned um, wanting to know about that, and that is important, um, you know, when we're assessing a child. Uh, substance use, um, you know, no age is too young, um, in, is what I say, and so um, always, always make sure to um, keep this in mind. Um, you know, we are seeing children as young as 11 using substances, so we just need to make sure that we're aware of that. Um, traumatic brain injury, like I mentioned, and any reaction to medications, any new medications. Um, so um, what I'm going to talk about is oppositional defiant disorder, obviously, that's why we're here. Um, and I'm going to zero in on that diagnosis in particular. So what is it? Um, it's a mental health diagnosis. Um, and it's under a particular chapter in our um, diagnostic manual um, called Disruptive Impulse Control Conduct Disorder section. Um, and the central feature of oppositional defiant disorder is conflict with authority. Um, so that is kind of the biggest one that we see with ODD as compared to all its uh, counterparts that I mentioned in the last slide. Um, so these children often argue with authority figures or adults, and they often actively defy rules. Um, they can have a pattern of angry and irritable mood. Um, they're argumentative, um, can be vindictive. Uh, they lose their temper quite frequently. Uh, they will annoy other people or blame others for their mistakes. Often they will justify their behaviors as, well, my parents were demanding I, they take my phone and that's not, that's not okay, that's not a reasonable demand. Um, What's different about this diagnosis as compared to some of the other ones I mentioned is that um, the behaviors with uh, ODD can occur in one setting. Um, often with the other diagnoses, they require more than one setting, so school or home, and home, um, but ODD can happen just in the home. And it's Dr. usually Sorry. where- it's Sorry to interrupt. I think your sure. slideshow is frozen for us. Oh, it is? Oh, where yeah. are we? We're still seeing uh, your opening slide. Oh, I'm sorry. Stop sharing and maybe try resharing to fix it. Okay. Let's see. Let me try this again. Sorry about that, guys. No worries at all. Okay. Okay. What can you see now? Just. We see a slide called ODD, what is it? Yeah, that's where I'm at. It, it does look like it's not in in the slideshow format because we can still see all the other slides on the left-hand side. 
Okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm with my browser because I don't have the Zoom app, so it's probably why I'm struggling. And it won't let me share the entire screen for some reason. Can you see, is it just the slide or no? No, not for me anyway. Mm. Any ideas from the network on how we fix this? Did she email a copy of that um, to Kimberly? There it is. Yes, I was going to say, I do have it um, if you guys need me to pull it up. Yeah, do you okay. want to you want to try Kimberly? Do you want to? Sure. And I'll just like one second to get everybody's all this screen stuff in order. Okay. Um, and let me share my screen. Give me one second. You're gonna have to stop your share, Gabriel. Oh, okay. Can you guys see everything okay? Yes, it's up there yes. now. Okay. Let me get to where she was. Is this this is correct? Uh next one. Next one. All right, just go ahead and cue me whenever you're ready. All right. Thanks, Kimberly. Appreciate it. Sure. All right. So where was I? Um and I think I was on my last point on this slide. Um and so this disorder will result in significant um, impairment in social functioning and familial functioning. Uh, next slide. So, um, so why do children have oppositional defiant disorder? Um, you know, one of the first things uh, we kind of talk about, especially in medicine and psychiatry, is genetics. Um, and what research has shown is that uh, disruptive behaviors um, are in clusters or groupings with siblings and biological relatives. So what we think from this is that this supports a genetic component uh, for oppositional defiant disorder. Um, but the studies that we have so far have mixed findings. Um, what we do know is, um, or what researchers think from what they've uh, gleaned from their studies, is that there can be a shift in the stress response system um, due to early stress, which could be um, early child abuse, neglect, um, or other genetic factors. Uh, next screen. Um, so I don't, I don't want to get too bogged down by details, um, but I... I do want to um, kind of talk a little bit about this. Um, and so the stress response system is um, kind of a network of three different organs. Um, 
And what we see happen is that psychological and physical stress uh, can affect this system, which includes a hypothalamus and the pituitary gland, which are found in the brain. Um, and they both release hormones, which has downstream effects or can affect the adrenal glands, which are located near the kidneys. And the adrenal glands are responsible for releasing uh, certain types of hormones that are involved in the, the stress response in the body, such as cortisol, norepinephrine, epinephrine. Um, and so what we know from this is that um, children who have oppositional defiant disorder um, can have kind of a shift in this system uh, where um, because they have experienced psychological or physical stress or are experiencing it ongoing, um, that can have um, deleterious effects on the system, which can create the response that we see behavioral issues, uh, depressive issues, uh, metabolic issues. Uh, next slide. Um, and other reasons uh, for children having oppositional defiant disorder. Um, there's something called a hostile uh, attribution bias, uh, which is um, people who have this have a tendency to interpret others' behaviors as having hostile intent, um, even when the behavior is benign or ambiguous. Um, children with ODD are shown in research to have deficits in uh, social problem solving, so they use less pertinent social information and uh, generate fewer alternative reactions uh, to a possible stressor. Um, there are familial attributes, attributes which um, were mentioned before uh, by some people in the 11-year-old girl's case, but um, parental discord, domestic violence, child abuse, um, parental mental disorders, these kinds of things are very common in uh, children who present with ODD. Um, children with ODD, um, this disorder is more prevalent where, um, where child care is in, uh, disrupted. So like the 11-year-old girl that was discussed earlier, um, grandparents taking care of children, um, other relatives taking care of children, uh, CYFD possibly uh, taking um, guardianship. So these kinds of things um, can lead uh, to the development of this disorder. Um, and also in families where there is harsh, inconsistent, or neglectful child rearing um, can often uh, be seen um, in kids with this disorder. Next slide. Um, so how common is this? It's in, uh, seen in about 3% uh, of the general population, um, and that's on average. Um, a lot of studies have had kind of a big range um, from about 1% to 11%, so uh, 3 is kind of where we go. Um, prior to adolescence, um, you know, oppositional defiant disorder is more prevalent in males and females. Um, in adolescents and adults, uh, this Male predominance is not found in studies, um, so you know we don't um, we don't see more males and females having ODD um, in adolescence, um, and it's often found more you know more often found in children from low socioeconomic status. Next slide. Um, so um, you know children who have oppositional defiant disorder. Um, they, uh, what are they at risk for? What, what can um, develop from this? Um, you know, often it does precede the development of conduct disorder, um, you know, which is a disorder that's very similar, but um, we see more aggression, more premeditated aggression. These are the kids in conduct disorder. These are kids that are hurting animals, um, deliberately hurting others um, for some sort of uh, personal gain. Um, these are the kids that are using substances, truant from school. Um, and so 
ODD often precedes the development of conduct disorder, uh, but this is not always the case. Um, often, uh, children with conduct disorder did have a, a oppositional defiant disorder diagnosis when they were younger. Um, these children are also at risk for antisocial behavior when they're older, impulse control problems, substance use, uh, anxiety, and depression. Uh, next slide. Um, and, you know, um, when we were talking about the 11-year-old 11, um, 11 child uh, here in Albuquerque, uh, there were a few diagnoses that she had on, on this list. Um, ADHD, or Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, is very common in children who have o ODD, and they often come together. Um, so that's a very common uh, problem that runs with ODD. Um, like I said, conduct disorder, uh, depression, anxiety, and also substance use problems are very common in these children. Uh, next slide. So um, we were talking um, a little bit about treatment um, earlier. Um, and treatment, really the gold standard for oppositional defiant disorder is, is psychotherapy. That's really the gold standard. Um, right now, um, you know, from, from our research, there um, isn't a particular medication that is effective uh, for this diagnosis alone. Um, so when we're talking about therapy, um, you know, we, we try to start as young as possible. Uh, there's something called parent-child uh, interaction therapy or PCIT. And this is usually for younger children, um, toddlers to about seven years old or eight years old or so. Um, and basically what this is, is a therapist guides a parent in learning how to play with their child. Um, some parents, um, some children do not have positive react, uh, interactions with their parents, believe it or not. So um, that's, that's a really important thing to foster. Um, and that's kind of the main, the main goal of the therapy. And then um, the second thing that the therapist guides the parents in is how to um, positively word direct commands um, and implement consistent consequences. So really um, how to interact with your child um, and how to discipline your child. Um, and the, another approach is uh, child and family focused cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT. And it's uh, something called the rainbow approach, which is an acronym, which we love in um, psychology and psychiatry. Um, and the, the goal of this type of therapy is to build self-esteem in the child, uh, to regulate daily routines in the child and the family, uh, to establish open communication in the family, um, and for the parents to use compassion when dealing with their child. Um, when we talk about medications, um, usually we are uh, using medications to treat the comorbid conditions. So if a child also has a diagnosis of ADHD, we're treating that with stimulants or whatever um, may be necessary, the depression, anxiety, um, with, any, with medications, um, we're treating those conditions, which can um, tend to improve uh, ODD in that way. Um, sometimes um, antipsychotics and mood stabilizers are used, but again, um, research doesn't um, necessarily uh, support that this is beneficial. Uh, next slide. So, um, you know, prevention is also very important um, and actually uh, probably the best way, um, you know, to address these issues. 
Um, and there are programs that will target age groups uh, younger than usual age of onset. So um, programs that are target infants and toddlers and preschool children um, before we usually see this diagnosis um, develop. Um, there are things called home visitation programs um, for at-risk mothers, um, and this is where a nurse will come to the home. Um, and research has shown that these types of programs uh, can show lower rates of child abuse, neglect, and delinquency in the children. Um, there is, uh, um, you know, parent group training, which is available um, in some areas. Um, an example is the Incredible Years, and there are other examples as well. Um, but this is effective in reducing disruptive behaviors among at-risk children um, and children with emerging issues. Uh, so there are two versions of something like Incredible Years. They have some for younger children and then for school-aged children. Um, and, and basically the, the point of this is parents meet in a group. They discuss, um, you know, interactions with their children. Um, they discuss uh, techniques that they use. Um, and this will um, foster better parenting practices. Uh, next slide. So coming back to Joey, um, you know, he's in a full-blown uh, temper tantrum. Um, and, you know, all these, all these programs are, are nice to hear about, but um, in the immediate, how, how are we going to manage a child like Joey or like the 11-year-old girl that we discussed earlier? Uh, next, next slide. So, um, so the next steps, when you enter a home like Joey's, um, your, you know, immediate response and safety assessment, um, and, you know, I don't have to tell anyone here that's um, necessary um, when you're coming into a home like this. Um, like I was telling you when I first started this talk, uh, channeling your inner, inner zen, that's what I like to do when I have a child on the unit um, who is in um, a temper tantrum. Um, so it's important uh, for, um, you know, as much as possible when a child is, um, is in a temper tantrum um, and aggressive to keep your voice even and controlled, uh, you know, keeping body posture calm and stance non-threatening. Um, do as much as possible uh, to reduce uh, things going on in the environment. For example, if there are other children in the home, um, any pets um, that may be barking, um, you know, even parents themselves may be dysregulated, um, screaming, um, just trying to remove as much environmental stimuli as possible um, so that you can work with the child one-on-one. -on -one. You know, identify to the child that you are here to help them. Um, and, you know, oh, keep in mind when um, managing children like this uh, that the central feature of ODD is conflict with authority. So you are coming into a home and you are a figure of authority. Um, and so they may be prepared to have conflict with you at, at the start. So um, especially with children with ODD, um, they, uh, confrontations can often um, come, become control struggles. Um, so they're not going to let you win. Um, they're not going to let you be right. Um, so you want to avoid saying no, don't, stop, calm down. Uh, there are consequences for this. Um, you, you know, and I think that's what parents go to, and that often can create the issues that we see with these children. Um, so as much as possible, you want to give the child control. Um, and I know that sounds counterintuitive, but, um, you know, giving them options. How about, you know, here's the options. You can sit here or we can go outside and talk, you know, as much as 
as safety allows, giving them options uh, for what they want to do um, so that they feel that they have a little bit of control over the situation. Uh, next slide. Um, so uh, when all else fails, uh, ignore the behavior. <laughs> um, and this often, you know, temporary tantrums like this do extinguish eventually. Um, and so it just requires you to wait out um, the child um, when they're ready to talk to you. Um, don't speak. Um, only intervene um, to prevent harm to um, yourself, the child, or anyone else in the home. Um, you know, if hands-on is required with a child like this, um, attempt to let the child know. And I know that it may be very difficult. The child screaming, yelling, may not be even hearing anything. Uh, but do as much as possible to, uh, to let them know that you're there to help and that you will be putting hands on and explain what you're going to do. Um, sometimes there is time for reflection and sometimes children can engage with this uh, with uh, authority figures. And sometimes I see on the unit, I can talk to a child after a conflict is, is resolved and after the temper tantrum is over. Uh, next slide. Um, so important follow-up, um, you know, always with a child like this, you, you want to assess for abuse towards the child and violence in the home. Um, that's really important. And often um, kids who have dysregulated emotions, there is some history of abuse, possibly something that's going on. Um, you know, ask, ask the parents if there's a history of medical illness or mental illness in the child. Um, again, um, no child is too young to assess for in acute intoxication or history of substance use. And of course you wanna make sure to, um, as much as possible, um, evaluate the parents for this as well. Um, ask the parents if there's any changes to medications um, or new medications that were recently started. Um, and you know, I don't have to tell anyone here this, but to evaluate for illegal behaviors in the child. Um, next slide. Are there any questions?